In Uganda, the controversial anti-homosexuality bill has been revised after outrage from human rights defenders who said it led to fear of more attacks on gay people. The original bill criminalized people for identifying as LGBTQ+. It's now been changed at the president, Yoveri Museveni's urging. Earlier, I spoke with Ugandan activist Delavi Kwagala about this. Delavi, thank you so much for joining us on our show. So this controversial bill in Uganda, it has been amended slightly, watered down slightly. Uh, what do you make of that? I think either way at the moment, as the queer community, we are pretty doomed, to be honest, because whether it's the watering down or signing the bill or not at the moment, Unfortunately, it's already an act that can be implemented whether um, the president decides it or not from this moment, because since it has been already read three times in parliament, it already becomes an act. So either way, um, <laughs> it doesn't protect us in any way. The bill doesn't allow for any queer survival whatsoever in Uganda at the moment. Yeah, what does this mean for the queer community in Uganda? How does this change their lives? To be honest, the lives have already been, you know, like, inflicted. Like, there's already violence on the ground that is ensuing onto people. There's already people that are being thrown out of houses, you know, not only that, but also in villages as well, where chairmen are like, get out of our village, we don't want you, you know. Um, we do already have cases of corrective rape and all of these horrendous hate crimes and all of that. And it is because of, obviously, of the old talk about um, the bill, because every single time that they speak about it or discuss it in a parliament, it feels like the, the society feels like it's their responsibility to actually carry out these heinous crimes onto queer bodies, onto us by you know, parading us and like, you know, getting people naked and beating them up and all of that. So these things are already happening, mm. whether the bill is being signed or not. And Uganda also has an history of using this bill over the, the last decade, you know, to threaten the queer community. So every single time it feels like the government, um, every single time when the government has something to distract people from, we have okay. always been the scapegoat, right? So um, this continues, you know, it means that we're going to lose more people once again, just like we did in 2009, just like we did in 2014 up to 2015, just like we did. Um, we always do because this is like the realities of queer living in Uganda, unfortunately. And so the bill Delavi, doesn't... If I could jump in there, I mean, you, you actually hmm. live now in South Africa. Um, is there any option yeah. for you to return to Uganda? Not at the moment. At the moment, I can't really return to Uganda because I was in Uganda since um, December 2020, 2022. And um, I only came back here for a week to pick up a code of conduct from the police so I can renew my visa that I can renew back at home. I mean, from here. And I was notified that I would be arrested at the airport because of my visibility one, but also the work that I've been doing with um, hashtag what next, a platform that I created to share information and resources and also to fundraise um, to the crisis in response to the crisis that is the passing of the anti-homosexuality bill. Because being a photojournalist uh, by profession, my work, my career that I've created for the last seven years, documenting um, realities of queer living in homophobic, homophobic countries at the moment is a crime. 
I can't publish or print out any work. And also fundraising, if you're aware about the details of the bill, is also um, considered as aiding the promotion of homosexuality. So basically, right. this bill affects me in many different aspects. You know, my work, my individual, my, like my pers personally as a person, um, and also at the moment, also my child as well, because I have a nine-year-old who is trans, who I can't necessarily return home because they now be imprisoned for child endangerment. So either way, it doesn't feel like I'm able to return home at the moment, which is really sad because all of my equipment and all of my work are still in Uganda because, again, I left with an essential bag um, to return and I wasn't able to. So in a way, I became a political um, and homophobic mm. fugitive in a country that also doesn't allow me to stay because as I speak right now, uh, my visa is expiring in the next 20 days. And guess what? I haven't received any help. And this is why I keep saying like visibility without protection is really a death sentence because then I worry about me putting myself on the front line to fight for our rights and actually talk about this, which is dangerous in Uganda, you know, and then what that means. And, for and me in other and countries, Delavi, if I could jump in there, because other African nations, as you said, they're passing bills similar to Uganda. Um, and what we've hear, heard from some African leaders is that this is about instilling African values, not imported Western values. What is your response to that? To be honest, the only imported values right now that they're talking about values is homophobia. Homophobia is the only import that is coming from the West. Homophobia is the only un-African thing that we can recognize because honestly we do have history of queerness in uganda it's just that they have tried to continuously erase our culture and our history you know we have king mwanga all of the books speaking about this but not only that also we do have countries where the things were normalized like there were no more to be queer you know women marrying women and also like you know men actually being two-spirited was a thing of spirituality but at the moment, since they worked in religion, which is actually the okay. aspect that has led us to this, it means that they have forgotten um, and now are starting to use selectism, um, colonialism, selectism, okay, to yeah. only kind of like refer to it when it works for them, which is really, really not fair because we deserve rights to live as, you know, like right, um, okay. black queer people because, you know, we are humans before we are queer. Love, we, we have to end the conversation there, but thank you very much for joining us here on BBC News and sharing your story with us. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate this.